and we are live we are live everybody welcome to it's just bodybuilding of course we're collecting viewers here very slowly as we're a little earlier than ever before yes <laughs> dusty hanshaw the producer scott mcnally this is all for the replay you know how yes. it works remember i am mutant.com get your iso surge get your all in and everyone should get on the gear get some great like some great merch share. too. yeah, yeah they've yeah, got some the, great the, the best jackets yeah like Sorry. share subscribe comment and bring the bell that's my last one to enter the show in a while oh i want to go oh, over yeah. here i like to be able to yeah. see the questions open that people up people clicking go. in good to see everyone good to see everyone <laughs> First five minute crew, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's a new, we got a new hashtag, new hashtag. So here we are, days from the end of the year, guys. Yep. And it has flown by. I feel like it was just like a few months ago. I was in Dubai with Dusty, and that was last December. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, the, the whole year shoots by, and I, you know, it's bad when Georgia starts sending the beginning of the year stuff. And I'm like, why are we talking about this? And I'm like, oh, because it's in a month. Right. Yeah, I got an email the other day. George, George is like, uh, so where, what are the first three mutant on emissions this year? And I'm like, ah, I guess I got to plan all that. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got trips yes. coming up. Got to make sure I piggyback those gym tours along with each trip that we go on. So, you know, all the strategy involved, we got to get that done. You know, you know, we're going to go to uh, Hollinghead and uh, JP's gym. That's that's I've already been chatting that one up. Nice. Yeah, I already I did tell James I was coming. We haven't nailed down a date, though. And, I'm, nice. you know, it's either going to be the Arnold UK or the FIBO trip. I haven't haven't really ironed that out. So Perfect. we'll both we'll get it sorted. <laughs> hey, what are you laughing at, like Scott? I'm laughing at, laughing at Dusty. He says both. You know, both trips. Just I don't go. like to oh, choose. Both. I want to do both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I assume Scott's laughing at me. It's 8.30 in the morning. This is the earliest we've done a live. You know, I just popped out of bed, had some coffee, bit of toast. We're getting to Here see Ron, are. like, in early morning, Ron. This is before you're ready to face the world, yet you're literally facing thousands of people now. Have you ever rolled out of bed? My, I still got my morning voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very fresh. Very fresh. So, 2023. Are we doing like a best of highlights? What do we think of the year? Is that what we're doing, Scott? Yes. I like that plan. I could only think of one thing. So, I, I figured we'd leave it, up to, leave it up to you guys and leave it up to our audience. I wanted to see if our audience had, what were their thoughts? Like, if you had to pick out... And you guys can tell us live. If you had to pick out what were the big moments in bodybuilding in 2023, then let us know. And I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say, too. What's, at least well, what stuck out to you personally. Well, uh, I'll start. Um, Samson winning the Arnold. Yeah. That was, that was a big, huge win. That was a crazy show. And that was a, a huge step up for him. And he showed a bunch of improvement and all that stuff. And Samson really like arrived this year as, you know, no bullshit top three Olympia guy, you know, and he had a hell of a year. And I'd say Samson's year with the Arnold win and then the top three finish at the Olympia was probably one of the highlights, you know, if we're just going to be talk bodybuilding, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. actual bodybuilding. Yeah, I'd say Samson was one of the highlights of the year. 
So when when I first read this, I, I had a little different tw- twist on it, of course, because my brain is broken. Um, yep. And I thought, what had the biggest impact on bodybuilding this year? Right. And okay. To me, that was Nick Walker tearing his hamstring. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because that was a big like one. that shifted everything in the Olympia. It also shifts all of next year. And let's you know. No disrespect to anyone else, but but I when I think of open bodybuilder, who is the biggest fan base? It's Nick. Yeah. So yeah. it definitely. I mean, that was one of those situations where I think even if you are a fan of someone else that you that you were pretty sure moved up because Nick was out, you were still like, ah, you just don't want to see solid good people take an injury that close when he's done that much work. And I mean, you know, he's just good for the industry in every way. So. I think that that was one of the biggest impacts of the year, and I'm very excited to uh, to see what he does with a year of um, growth from that. And I'm not talking about like physical growth, but yeah. that'll change everything about a, a, an athlete having something uh, like that hit them. That's that's funny you you mentioned that part of it because I I completely agree. I you know this is going to be a big test for his patience hmm. and his ability to just like control the energy that, you know what I mean? Like everything uh-huh. about his world got put on pause and it, I, you know, obviously we all know as bodybuilders, what injuries are frustration wise when it comes to competition, but that was probably like, you know, worst case scenario. And yeah. um, aside from, you know, it could have been a worse injury, but it was worst case scenario and that took him out of the show. And, you know, everyone sort of afterwards kind of looked back and went, Huh. Yeah, what would have, what would have been? Have, that might have been a bigger deal than we... Because, you know, a lot of people, when Nick was out there, like, well, I didn't have him winning. Right. You know, I had him in the top three, but I didn't quite have him winning. So, you know, it won't be that type of an issue. But then after the show, everyone was kind of like, huh. Yeah. That might have been a big deal. Yeah. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. you know, like, Nick's... Nick's Nick's unbelievable and then you know they said a lot of guys at the O were a little off at prejudging and things weren't mm-hmm. quite looking the way and and you just think damn um yep. so yeah I mean obviously um that was a huge impact huge impact yeah. on the lineups what about also you, Scott? yeah go ahead um well we had a bunch of people commenting so I was going to go to some of that but mm-hmm. uh it, one guy says uh Nick's got his midsection in check dude could win uh, and then he's got a question too, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that. And I wanted to tell you guys too, uh, continue commenting with questions because we're gonna do a bunch of Q and A after we're done talking about this. I mean, I, I I've got the easy one. Like this one is just basically like a shot in the bucket because it's just, I mean, we knew Mr. Olympia Derek. I mean, that's yeah. huge, right? So that's that's an easy one, really. But I was still surprised. Like I wanted to see it happen, but the, it made me think the last couple years. I've been really pleasantly surprised by what's happened at the Olympia because like going into 2024, I would love to see what Derek's going to do. Is he going to be able to hold the title? But it's not one of those things where it's just locked up. So I'm, I think that bodybuilding has been in a really cool place this past couple of years and into 2024, it's just going to continue the same because I mean, we have, we have several guys that I think could do battle with Derek. So you know who wants to who wants to work hard enough to reach? Will Nick? Will Nick push even further? Like you guys were saying, you know. So because he couldn't make it, is that going to be one of those things like 
Remember when uh, um, Dennis James was saying that uh, Ronnie lost to Gunther uh, after the Olympia, and that lit a fire under him, and then yeah. he came back unstoppable. Is Nick going to get pissed after this leg issue? Is he going to come back and just be like, this is it. It's time for me to seal the door. Because at the end of the day, when we do get hurt, we kind of realize our mortality, and we recognize that this thing isn't forever. We recognize mm-hmm. that this could be taken away from us at any moment, Maybe Nick's having those thoughts right now. And if so, imagine if he were to step up his game and say, hey, I'm putting it all on the line this year. I'm doing everything. I'm like overturning every stone and then some. I mean, it could be it could be something pretty wild. But then, you know, Samson and everybody else is up there, too. So I'm just excited, man. I'm freaking excited. And we had a bunch of people saying uh, Derek. But then we also had a bunch of people saying several people said they thought one of the biggest moments was seeing Hottie uh, basically sprint off stage. Oh, said, well, he is wow. quite fast. Yeah. <laughs> His speed oh. actually was impressive to me as well. He's quite fast. Yeah. yeah. Several people commented that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't consider that a highlight of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was definitely something to take note of at the Olympia. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, think we, had a, we had a great a year. A little dumb about that, though, the, the hottie thing is, you know, so when the show is over, everyone congratulates each other and it's all fine. What other sport do they ask you to stand on the podium with them after you lose? <clears throat> like when you lose the Stanley Cup, you know, they all go through the line, they shake hands, then you get off and they celebrate. Like right, right. our sport's the only sport where we're expected to hang out, take our biggest loss. And for him, I, I know a lot of people don't understand this, but he felt like he failed a country. Yeah. Not yeah, a bodybuilding yeah, yeah. show. Like when I do yeah. a show, it's a little bit different. I'm like, oh, <laughs> anyways, we're going to get nachos or what? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, he, it's just a lot heavier. So it is one thing I thought about. I was, I was actually thinking about that before because I knew that would come up. And it's like, we are the only sport that asks you to hang out not just after their crown, not just on the quick podium, but now take multiple pictures and sit there. And, and I think people forget what that competitive nature can yeah. do. It's you not know, like so the Olympics. I thought that was overhyped. You will come back. Like, who cares? Yeah. Here, just give me. I got to plug in. Keep going, guys. I just realized. Oh, boy. Rookie. Right. Morning rookie. We got another you know question, Dusty, uh, yes. related to this. Um, was it Tina? Had said uh, Nexilla is pretty interesting, so I'm gonna grab That's a picture true. of him. This dude is insane, man! Like this dude is utterly nuts. And I wanted to hear what do you guys think about his potential moving forward? And you know, people are saying that his legs are so strong. Uh, what would he need to do to balance his, his physique out? We had uh, Kuba on. And we broke his physique mm-hmm. down on blood, sweat, and gear the other week. And we were talking about instead of like, because some people were saying like, just stop training legs altogether. You know, he had a little bit of a different take, but what would you guys think? What does he need to do to get the balance out all the, to, to basically be, you know, symmetrical? Well, I mean, I wouldn't quit training his legs. Right. He just doesn't, he doesn't need to be killing himself on leg day. That's for sure. I mean, that's with legs like that, he could go in and do, you know, just a bunch of good, solid, high rep, you know, pump sets on the press and hack. And like his quads aren't going anywhere. Like mm-hmm. let us be that size for his entire career. And he can just work on getting more and more conditioned and, you know, but 
he, he just needs to bring the upper body up a little bit size wise. I mean, you know, the back needs to come up and, you know, a little more thickness through the, through the, you know, the, the chest to back thickness type of thing. But I mean, the muscle groups are all crazy. I mean, are we seeing the next mist, like a future Mr. Olympia right here? We think that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never get excited about that stuff. Yeah. I never get excited about that stuff. There's a long way, you know, he goes and nabs and Arnold all of a sudden, like Samson, you know, comes up, you know, one year, two year later, yeah, two years mm-hmm. later wins an Arnold. And now we're talking, but you know, he needed, he needs a lot of refinement to get the quality. I mean, you stand him next to hottie and count striations and it's not, yeah. not, not going to work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the mass is, is just unbelievable, completely off the hook. I think the thing that just, and this isn't a shot on him, it's just a lot of people, as soon as he came out, they're like, oh, it reminds me of Ronnie. And I'm like, well, then you weren't there. Because it doesn't remind me of Ronnie at all. Like, there was nothing missing other than calves. Like, Ronnie literally, and, and even his calves weren't small, it's just everything else was so big, it made him seem that way. I think that in the sport, we're always looking for the next big thing. And don't get me yeah. wrong, he's phenomenal. I'm not downplaying that. But when... Yeah. It's it's a big stretch. I mean, I was the same way, and and obviously I've known Nick Walker for forever since he was an amateur, been before anybody really knew him, and until he won the Arnold, I was like, we'll see, like, right, you know, we'll see what what it is. As soon as he won the Arnold, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're definitely that guy. I mean, so I, I think he's exciting, and it's good to see people come in the mix. Yeah. Um, but but I do think typically. And, and I would love to eat these words, but typically you get exposed when you move up because he stood with, you know, on stage with Samson. But it's a lot different, I think, when you end up between four or five people on Samson's level. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like Samson's so well put together, but there's, there's just one. I mean, I, I don't want to be flanked by two of Samson. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's a there's a bigger gap there than we thought, you know? That being right. said, it'd be fun to walk around with those legs just for fun. Yeah. It's hard to find pants, though. That'd be the only yeah. issue. You know? Chris, I don't need Chris, pants if I have legs like that. Didn't I'm not Chris wearing Cormier pants. say that he's got the biggest legs he's ever seen? I think Chris Cormier said Did that. Did he say that? The biggest legs I've ever seen, yeah. Dang. You know, Chris has seen a lot of big legs. Yeah. But um, it's sort of like I, I, I don't want to be the old jaded guy. You know, it's like hearing about a new supplement. You got you to gotta check out this. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I remember being that excited about boron. Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah, yeah. That Boron's about fantastic. Sulfate. Yeah, yeah, it's just you know what I mean. You get you get older and you just don't Vandal get as excited sulfate. about the new stuff. You're like, well, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, pretty impressive, obviously. We did have a bunch of questions here. If you guys want to start jumping into that, all right, absolutely. Yeah, we had all sorts of stuff, and and I think I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people are getting ready for their first shows or they're starting to get ready for preps. They're already nice. thinking about contests in 2024. Um, so let's just start with this one from Musa. He says, uh, and this is just a, a, a vague, open-ended topic, so you guys can go anywhere you want to go with this. He says, tips right. for a first prep. Don't set a body weight goal. Like, that's... Yeah. People are, you're, you're fatter than you think and you have less muscle than you realize. <laughs> and, and you're going to have to eat a bit of your pride 
and get your scale weight down lower than you thought or hoped usually. I mean, I don't know what this guy looks like. This guy might be walking around 6% at 230 and he's, he's going to have a great prep. But most people, their first preps are like, I had to get lower than I expected and I was fatter than I thought. And that's just the overwhelming standard yeah. first experience. So be prepared for that. Set your sights on condition only. Yeah. Like it absolutely top priority, a mile above every other priority. Yep. So... I have almost nothing to add to that because it's, I mean, okay. that's it. If, at, the, at, the, at the first show, very rarely is there someone who has all of it. Yeah. And if I'm judging, conditioning will win because every, you know most people aren't quite big enough, this and that. But that being said, the only thing I wanted to add is I do, unlike a lot of guys, I'm a believer you should do a show as soon as possible. Hmm. A lot of guys are like, wait till you have the muscle. Wait. You don't even know if you like bodybuilding until you do a show. You know you love to lift weights. You know you love to be big. But you're going to find out if you really love bodybuilding uh, during that process. So why not find it out right away? There's you If you're waiting till you're ready to compete, you will never step on stage. There was never a prep right. where I was looking in the mirror and I was like, shit, I'm good. I'm the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's next? I got, I got something to add. All right. So yes. here's one thought is uh, when I first started competing, I had to schedule time off from work. Okay. So uh, I had to pick my show well in advance and I yes. knew, okay, September 19th, that's my date and I'm going for it. And no matter what, win, lose or draw, I have to be my best by then. Now, not everybody has the availability to do this, but I do feel like there are more people working from home. There is more flexibility. I don't think you need a whole week off going into yeah. your show. It'd be nice to have like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. That would be awesome if you could do it. But here's my thought is instead of putting the pressure on yourself of saying, I'm going to do this show, if you have options, look at what those options are. And just say, I'm going to start dieting now. You know, maybe you're working with a coach. And then when you get to that point where you guys decide, hey, I'm about eight weeks out from here. We think that we can bring this in in eight weeks. Then from there, start looking for what that show would be. And it maybe you have to travel a little bit. Like here in Detroit, I can do Detroit shows. I can go out west and do uh, Western Michigan shows. I can go down to Toledo and do shows in Ohio. You know, there's a lot of shows around and there's more more contests than ever nowadays. So I feel like you've, if you've never been into stage conditioning before, I'd say don't put the pressure on yourself of having an arbitrary date set up if possible. Try to do everything you can to get the look. And then when you're ready or close to ready, then pick the show. That'd be my thought. Less mm -hmm. pressure on you overall. Yep. Yeah. Now, having a, you guys have a lot more shows to hit down there too. Yeah. So that's like a bit of an advantage. You can be like, oh, I need to compete on this specific weekend and you can find a show, you know? So that's definitely good. I, I did want to comment here. Someone said, oh, Dusty, you're, you forgot about all the Olympic sports with the podiums. But oh, yeah. I took I took your comment to mean that like I was thinking at the Olympics, you know, let's say you get third, yeah. you don't it, you're not at right, right after you get pinned on the mat, they don't stand you up and put you on a podium and give you flowers and make right. you, you know, it's <laughs> like 
they do the metal presentations later. Like, you know, you, you take your loss, you go back to the, you know what I mean? You go, yeah, you, you get relax, <laughs> you get a minute to regroup. Like later that day, they do the metal ceremony and you got to get up and take your third. And by that point, you're okay with it because you've accepted that you got pinned. And, you know, like, well, it's all that I, I stuff. Think you also but they have to immediately like, in those, those shows. Like, the, the, look, look at the numbers for not all of them, but most part, track and field. Well, if Ron passes me and beats me to the finish line, he beat me. There's no conversation there right yeah there's also a little less debate and most of that stuff yeah so yeah i mean so to me there's just a lot of those differences but you did nail the big one that i was thinking of which is time i mean yeah my gracious loser face is pretty solid because i've done it a lot but i don't think hottie's lost a lot you know every relationship that's a practicing since birth I bet I was a born loser so like i got it you should see my face when i won yeah, you're way worse off winning. Are you, you look sure? Terrible <laughs> Check the out. scores again. Yeah. There yeah, you. yeah. I don't know how important this question is, but I had to put it up because it is a question, and one of our listeners posted it. Are waffles just pancakes with abs? Are pancakes <laughs> just waffles on a dirty bulk? <laughs> he is true. This is true, and 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 I will say this. this. Is true. Um, I will say this. Uh, waffles will always be superior to pancakes. Whoa! Yes, yes. Whoa. Yeah. You too, Dusty? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know why? I live in the South, so there's going to be fried chicken on top of that waffle. Yeah, um, well, they're they're crispier. <laughs> I know it's the same batter. I know it's exactly the same food, just presented in a different way. It's like saying, I don't like peanuts, but I like peanut butter. I know, <laughs> I know that's what it's like. But uh, waffles, they hold the syrup. They, you know, they hold the melted butter. Oh, they've got the they little, little compartments. Yeah, little exactly. yeah. yeah and I, I, I like to sort of control my syrup, too. I don't want it running all under my eggs. Oh, yeah. Right? I like mm-hmm. it to stay kind of where I want it so I can put it right on my waffle. It sits there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit like that. Eh, I'm that guy. I wish I could put a poll up for our, our viewers right now and ask them what do they prefer waffles or pancakes but you guys you guys can comment and i'm hoping that you're on my side so we can prove these guys wrong team pancakes all day long over here also something about a crispier food makes me for some reason feel less fat when i eat it like when i eat pancakes i think these are very doughy yeah bready soft i'm gonna get soft yeah you know but when i look at the waffles i think french fries also scott French fries? Uh, no, I, I like a crispy fry. That's don't. We're not talking so crazy like here, Dusty. So you like the end of the world here. I do like waffles. <laughs> but if I had to pick, it would be pancakes, and it would be red velvet pancakes. If we're getting very specific. Oh, basic bitch. Um. <laughs> I'll own that. I'll own that. New Year's resolution: Ask myself in the gym, what would Dusty do? I like this. Yeah, you'd line up the plates is what you do, um, Ron. Line up the plates. <laughs> I like my world to have a bit of disorder. You know, it's a rock and roller in me. I don't want everything lined up perfectly. You know. Yeah. No. I just can't, yeah, I just can't do it. No. Can't well, do I know it. you like guys ru- don't do uh, resolutions. You don't do resolutions. I know that. No. But no. what are what is a goal that each of you would like to set? You know, something for twenty twenty four. Something that you would you're saying to yourself, hey, I, w- I want to achieve this thing. I know one of Dusty's. Yes, uh, I uh, I have an yeah ahead. I have an I have a number in my head 
for I have a bunch of them. I have like a number in my head for the number of members I want for the gym. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I want to hit that. That's a big goal, but that's more of a, you know, team goal. Yeah. Um, and then I've got like little personal goals. Like I've got a list of songs I want to learn on guitar and nice. I've got like five tricks on my bike that I've been working on for like a year. And I know I'm going to pull all five of them eventually because they're getting better, but you know, I just chipping away, you know, and then, uh, you know, also to, um, I want this season of mutant on a mission to be really good. You know, I want to try to like step it up in a couple of little ways that, that I think I could step things up and maybe, you know, make the, the episodes a little bit extra special, you know, trying to look, look for things I can do. Cause it's, you know, you only have, you know, 24 minutes, every episode kind of winds up being like 22 minutes where you don't have a lot of time to change much, okay. you know? Right. It, you know, but there's, but I just want to like, you know, see what I can do to be better, you know, at everything uh -huh. I do. I I'm really big on just trying to get better at everything I do. So I have, you know, clients, the businesses, my hobbies, my relationships, and I've got little goals to try to be better at everything. Well, before Dusty goes, I got to ask, <clears throat> how do you get more members in the gym? Is that something act that you actively, that as a team, will work towards <clears throat> yeah, things just you can say, do? Yeah, there's like some other different promos we haven't tried, you know, like ah. we just started running a promo today. Just, to, you know, we're just having doing a bring a friend promo. You know, we might do stuff like that a little bit more just to, you know, just bump up. We've got a new number we want to hit. You know, we hit our last goal and now we want to hit the next goal, you know? Okay. But that also is also uh, a practice that I think some people aren't good at. And they set, they set big goals, but they don't set the small goals. Yeah. And the small goals build momentum in your, in your mentality. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like if you just set a goal, like I want to get, you know, 3,000 members at my business and you're sitting at, you know, 1,200, 1300 you're always going to be like oh my god my goal's so far away but you know the old adage you just set, you gotta set those little goals and you know 1400 1500s and you start chipping away and every time you hit a goal you're like oh i'm smashing goals and you smash another goal and it just builds momentum and i try to do that with everything like when i learn a new song on guitar i don't think like oh i've got this whole song to learn i think oh, okay i've got these five riffs and i'm gonna learn these five riffs i'll construct it later like right start start small you know what i mean learn the riffs can now put the song together now work on the song and, and then you know months later you can play the song but you start by just learning one of the riffs first i like and that. that's how i do everything <clears throat> you just break it down chip away build small victories builds confidence builds momentum yeah yeah i i, I love all that because i think that's that was what was missing when i was a kid and i when it came to like financial success was when you're making 30 grand a year, you can't think of hundreds of thousands. Yeah. It's just too far away. And it doesn't even seem realistic. You know what I mean? And I spent a lot of time dr dreaming of big numbers and not implementing anything that would make it happen. Hmm. You know, and once you start shooting for 35,000, yeah. And you have a plan on how you think you can do that, yeah. it starts to come to life. And then things get really easy, like Ron said. Um, but as far as me, most of my, so it'll be a lot of the same this year as last year, as far as personal goals, things like that. I really have systems in place now that it, it's like push and play. I just add the new thing I want to put it in the system and it'll work out. Um, so it's not, 
they're goals, but I don't focus on them as much that way because it, it is just kind of like another thing, and I don't find it as uh, attractive. My biggest goal is to be more present when we travel this year. Like I actually uh, would like to come home with pictures yeah. and videos and not not to take away from being in it, but literally like we laugh and Ron and I joke, but and you know this, Scott, because it drives you crazy, but we will go on trips to, with the goal of coming home with three photos and have none. Yeah. And you don't mean to, you're just, you're in the moment, but now it's funny, but I, I did that little year in review where I went back through the year because I just kind of wanted to see what my year looked like. So I just went to the very beginning of the year, January 1, and looked at all the photos I had. And I was like, okay, I have entire trips with no pictures. Hmm. I didn't yeah. have a single picture with George in my in my entire thing. And he's one of like my closest people in my life. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, how do you do I'm so poorly at, at this? Sometimes. And I also I'm, think from a, a standpoint of our position, um, when I was a kid on my way into this yeah i really appreciated like that fuad used to write blogs and do these things and i'm like here we are doing all the things that people are going to follow in our footsteps and do and we don't share them not well right. enough and i feel like that's like a disservice if you want to do good in the industry it's like it's not about money or following it's just like it is cool to watch when you're not there yet you know and i think yeah. you just get a little bit comfortable in the fact that we do it all the time and now this year, it's like, I'm going to be getting on airplanes with plans. I love that idea, <laughs> dude. I love that idea. That's going to be yeah. so good. And people are going to love it. Just put the whole thing up on your YouTube channel, man. It, mm -hmm. like, it'll be great, dude. I, I, I think it's because my family generally is kind of bad at that, too. Like, I just had Christmas dinner on the 23rd. I went over to see my dad and my brother and sister, and we got together at my sister's house, had a big dinner. And, you know, my brother's like putting his jacket on and his he's like dressing his kids and they're getting their shoes on. And I'm like, hey, guys, like we even taken a single photo. Yeah. And my brother's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so he takes his jacket back off and like we're like, well, OK, I guess we do a photo. Like, OK, where are we going to put dad? And we like all of a sudden we built, we construct you know, and we set the timer on the camera and we all got and we take, took a couple of group photos. Yeah. And right. then I thought, like, I'm with my my three nieces and nephew i don't have a single photo with any of them yeah so i start so i you know pull two of them in get a photo get a photo like i don't mm. know it's just i know some people i know that like my mom used to take a lot of pictures and since she passed there's no one like kind of floating around the table with the camera everyone's kind of like no one that was no one's job before yeah so now we're like reminded we're like oh someone's gotta take pictures you know like, yeah. We don't want to like not not have anything. So, but I'm like that on trips too. I just get talking to Dusty. We get eating. We finish the meal. We leave the restaurant. No pictures of the fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. We'll get ready, guys. At the Arnold this year, I that's my goal. Is um, I, I with the video stuff I've done with Drea, I decided to mm. get a gimbal. This you know, basically. Oh, I love those. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and nice. so so it was like a company purchase. You know that I I got to write off and. Um, every time I've ever tried to do any type of a vlog with my DSLR, like the good camera, it never works out. I end up just scrapping it. And this year at the Arnold, that is going to happen. That's why I've used my phone when I've done stuff. But this year, it's going to happen. It's all going to be documented. And it's going to be freaking awesome. Because you're right, Dusty, that 
people would love to watch that stuff. There's no question. And mm -hmm. I feel like for me, I can't speak for you guys, but for me, I feel like it's squandering a golden opportunity to not do it. That's so I need right. to step up. This is the year. Plus, not to mention at this point with the channel, <clears throat> we have like a good following. We have people to show mm -hmm. it to. It's not like I'm just showing it to my friends. You know what I mean? It's like there right. are people that would really appreciate it. So I'm all yep. up for that. I got one more thing for uh, when we're talking about goals for the year. I just wanted to drop this here. Boom. Look at that. You're showing the form on that lunge? Because I had already done legs that day. <laughs> Great quad and dominant. I, I yeah, actually grabbed her arm to get back up. Just <laughs> yeah. I just stick out the forearm. Just, I was like, lean back. <laughs> <laughs> get me back out of this mess. So You got yes. a very good, uh, very good abdominal tuck there. Like you the had to. Nice I knew there was trim. a photo being taken, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was all part of my plan. You know, so, you get the pecs kind of out when you're handing the ring. You, know? yeah. you noticed that. Yeah, uh, real good form. There's a lot of tension. Form. <laughs> you want to show that the outline of the lat. Elongating. Yeah. I was thinking about going with a medium shirt, but I didn't want the breath to become an issue. So, you know. Hey, yeah. these, are, a, these are engagement photos. They're very important. You need these yeah. to. These are very important. You've been, you've been proud of my plan, though, because I, just tell me what you're talking about, Scott, or what I was saying about I wanted to do next year was I was trying to figure out how to pull this off without getting caught beforehand and also realizing, like, I, I don't care about pictures and stuff very much. I'm not good at it. And I was like, if I do this without pictures, I'm going to get shot. This would be a problem. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I negotiated with the girls and had them come and we I just said, hey, let's we always take pictures in the house like around the holidays and they suck. I was like, let's go down to the tree downtown and we'll get family pictures by the tree. So that was kind of the whole plan. And the only thing that almost got us caught is I sent it into a group message I'm like, hey, girls, after work today, we're going to go downtown and do this. And no one would thought ahead and said, ah, but do we have to? We just got the OK, sure. And I think Nikki kind of caught that. She was like. They were very agreeable yeah, to this yeah. right. little trip downtown. <laughs> after she said she didn't catch it, but she goes after the fact. She goes, "Oh, okay, they knew the whole time." So, but they were there for it that way, and we had a videographer, so that worked out well because I just gave him the phone. I'm like, "Put it on video and pretend you're taking pictures." Perfect. Right. Right. And so the nice video. There was a bunch of yeah, and there were a bunch of people there, of course. So we had like the round of applause. Wait, 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 wait. So are you telling me that I'm not looking at a photo? I'm looking at a still from a video. That's why. That's why you can't tell that the abs were a little distended. <laughs> <laughs> the resolution was a little low. Dusty, I figured that, that was, was a video a still. <laughs> yeah. We did this before, Dusty. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not. It's not progress. It's it's only my third try. That's that's uh, <laughs> Dusty sends me a picture of the ring and he's uh, he's like round three. <laughs> All right, congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I said, are you are you tired of buying women houses yet? <laughs> well, I bought the house first this time, so that was yeah, good. that was first. This time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about this one? Another one from Musa. He had kind of a follow-up here. He says, how often do you practice posing for a show and what time of day post-workout or in the morning um, hmm. for a complete beginner? Great question. Well, uh, complete beginner, I would practice 
posing every single day. Um, I would set up a video and I would do a round and I would watch it back every day. And I would be very critical of myself, have somebody that you trust, check out your posing, get some help. Posing coach is a great idea, even if it's just hiring them for a couple of sessions to like help you set up your back shots, like very important, very important. Do what you have to do. Some people are naturally good posers. They can look at a photo and they can just copy it. I was always good at that. I've said before that I think my martial arts background made me very aware of like how to look at someone and then copy them. Cause like you'd look at like a black belt doing a form yeah. and you'd be like, yeah. Oh, it has to be. Cause you know, in like martial arts have to be perfect. Right. So oh, my foot has to be 35 degrees, not 30. Degrees. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so like I could look at that. I could say, okay, his knee is bent 20 degrees. Like, you know, some people can't copy pose as well, but I was always good at that. If you can't do that, hire someone to help you and yeah. you should be practicing every day and get ready for 10 rounds of mandatories, even though you'll probably do one. <laughs> it, you, you, you nailed, I think the biggest thing, <clears throat> I think that people should practice harder than they have to on stage. Cause one thing, and I don't know how you teach this guys, but when I talk to people about posing, I try to explain to them that you need to, it should feel lazy when you're hitting a shot correctly. Hmm. Because if you're over tensing your whole body, like your body is actually, I mean, it's, it's, everything's connected. So literally if your elbow moves a certain way, a muscle moves, you're, you're, you shouldn't be contracting your lats on a front lat spread, you know, yeah, yeah. you're it's just opening it up, you know, and when you're in your chest, when, when you're seeing them cross right, that's just pulling your chest up. You're, I, I'm not physically squeezing my chest, but the reason I tell people to practice being lazy is because until you're extremely experienced, you're going to find that you pose way harder and way faster on stage. It's like if you watch routines, yeah. guys will practice their routine. It's exactly 60 seconds long. Then they go on stage and it's 40 seconds because right. they, they didn't practice it enough. They moved through things quickly. Um, and the biggest thing is, like you said, Ron, I've had a couple occurrences where when, you're, when it's close on stage, Steve goes, okay, we're just going to grind them out and just see who prepared yeah to win you yeah. know and and i've been on both sides of that for the record i did in 2013 i did the north americans and we were late getting to the show to prejudging there was traffic so i literally ran from the car inside the building dropped my clothes in the door just threw my arms out and had three girls oil me up boom turned walked to the stage walked up the steps and i was on the stage like in three minutes and I placed fifth. And I remember looking at the top guys. And I'm like, there's no way I got fifth. I'm absolutely third at worst here. And it was the first time in my career I did not agree with my placing. And then I saw a video. And my breathing was a mess on stage mm. because yeah. of the stress and all those things. And the reason I point that out, obviously, that was being an idiot. But the same thing can happen if you don't prepare by posing correctly, all of a sudden that breathing starts going, that sweat breaks, these kind of things. Um, and, and that will cost you everything. Imagine putting in half a year of your life into a prep and then not getting as placed as well as you could because you were too lazy to pose. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's terrible. 
The sweating thing on stage is uh, multifaceted. I mean, sometimes guys are having blood sugar issues. Uh, sometimes they've you know Sodium. pumped <laughs> pumped way too many carbs. Sometimes they've cut their their electrolytes or messed up from diuretics. Sometimes there's all these other things that happen. But sometimes I've had like natural bodybuilders who so there's no diuretics in their system, and they don't sweat posing. They look great, and then they walk out on stage and they sweat pose it. Yep. Mm, and yeah. I I think part of it sometimes with some people is they just go way too hard on stage. Mm-hmm. They are flexing everything. They are pushing like, like when I did, would do a most muscular, I would flex my pecs, but there's like five pounds of pressure between my hands when I'm pushing them in that most muscular. I've got like five yep. pounds of pressure, yeah, like enough to just light my pecs up. You know, they striate mm-hmm. out. There's like a bit of tension through them. Same with the quads. I would just lock them out a couple pounds of pressure. They light up. I see people flexing, like they're just flexing. And it's like, no doubt, they like after two, three rounds, all of a sudden they're just break out into sweat. And they're like, oh, I wasn't sweating when I practiced posing like yesterday or the day before, but it's just, you weren't posing not, like that. It's not, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. gotta like stay calm. People get out on stage and they just, their heart rate goes to 110 and they're just flexing as hard as they possibly can. And, and you have to kind of keep a handle on that and keep your heart rate down and be a cool and calm. And part of that's a good peak too, you know, because if you're a little bit on the flat side, it's really hard to get those legs to show, right? Or yeah. if you're still a little bit too fat, it's really hard to get those lines to show. But, yeah. you know, if you're properly peaked, then you can do exactly what you're talking about, Ron, you know, every yeah, time. That's that's another advantage to being in condition is you can pose with like, 30% effort and everything looks the same as if you were squeezing it with hundred percent effort. Yeah. You know, as long as the muscles tense. All right. Steven asks us, he says, um, how would you start training legs to catch, uh, back up on one's upper body after a knee and back injury plus one leg being substantially smaller than the other? I would do legs twice a week. And I would do more volume for them. And uh, I mean, I assume his legs used to be bigger, but then he had the knee surgery. So you're, you're, you know, bringing things back up to size. And I think when you're bringing something back up to size, you just got to like literally catch it up. So, you know, hit it with twice the volume of all your other body parts, twice the frequency, get that blood flowing through it, pump it up, stimulate it. That's where I would start. Yeah, the only thing I would add to that is when you're increasing frequency of a big muscle group, you should probably decrease frequency elsewhere. Yeah, or, yeah, or just take a set off everything that week or something. Yeah. It adds up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you, you want to be thinking about the overall, um, how your body's CNS is getting beat up with that process. Mm. Uh, I also, when I did that back in the day, my leg days moved everything else around. So if it was definitely too soon to hit legs again, I would push them back one day and then something else may move around with it. You know, um, I also have to factor in is if, if we're reading that correctly and you had pretty decent amount of size, I wouldn't worry about it too much because size comes back on so quickly. I mean, I've learned that multiple times in my career, but definitely after it was over with the coma, like I wasn't even like aggressively trying to get big again. 
I started training again and eating like a half-assed bodybuilder and muscle came back as if I was killing myself because hmm. it just got used to being that size. So muscle memory, if your muscle was created by training and not by just taking a ton of drugs is faster than you'll think, you know, so I, I yeah. wouldn't worry about it too much, but I definitely agree with Ron. I would start out twice a week for sure. Just be mindful of the other days, or if you have a strength that you can afford to just forget about for six yeah, weeks, you or massive so. delts or something, you can just yeah. hit them with a couple sets and yeah, 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 yeah. Be done. It's, so. He also he also said he had one leg smaller than the other. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know if they were the same size beforehand, and one is just smaller now because of the surgery. So I would just make sure you do some single leg stuff and don't be afraid to to pump that leg with extra volume, you know, throw in four extra sets of single leg press at the end of every workout or something like that. And just get that leg, you know, just pound it with some load and some volume and, and make it grow. Yeah, I think your lateral work is so underrated anyhow with legs. Yeah, we do it with arms all the time. And for yeah. some reason, no one wants to do it with legs. I used to have a point where after after my left knee got injured, uh, not bad injury, but it was a, an issue. My left leg was weaker. So all I would do was start unilateral work with my left leg. Yeah. Then yeah. go as many reps as I could, pull it out, toss the right one up there. It would hit max reps in one shot. Then I'd go back to the left and finish. So just that little pause gave me enough time to still get around the same reps because I would maybe get eight on say a, a you know hip press unilateral on the left leg, get 15 with the right, then come back and I could get those next seven and be good to go. So yeah. be creative with that, but definitely don't ignore that. I've, I see some people who have a drastically smaller body part yeah, and, I, and then you see them in the gym and they're not altering their training to fix it. And it's mm -hmm. like, you, there's going to be a disparity a little bit. Everyone has, I mean, Jay Cutler won Olympias with a leg smaller, but they were both massive. You can't have yeah. just yeah. a blatant issue um, and not expect to possibly be penalized. I'm not saying it'll cost you. You know, Michael yeah. Lockett had a whole career without a leg. But I, I really think you got to factor those things in because it's weird to me that so many people overanalyze a lot of parts of bodybuilding, but don't just look in the mirror and go, my left leg is small. Or, you know what I mean? Or my glutes are too big. What do I need to do to get my hamstrings to grow? You know, right. it's, it's weird that people don't reverse engineer their physique and their training to create the physique they want. But they're on a supplement list this long. Yeah. And, and they're on and they can tell you exactly compounds. what time to take it. Yeah, yeah. And they got like 10 timers on their phone to manage all their all the stuff they're taking. But they're, they're just yep. not actually doing extra work for the left leg. Yeah. Yeah. And and who knows it may come back now if assuming it's healed you know what I mean like because well, I had one pack that was off because of a shoulder issue and I could see mm -hmm. it was it was smaller but then over time after I corrected the issue it you know it balanced back out and something interesting that one of our listeners said and it stuck with me and he said I'm going to put some arbitrary numbers on it but let's say that your left leg is a well we'll call it a, a three and your right leg is a four so there you know it's a four so it's bigger than a three if you make it a nine and a eight or you know a ten and a nine that the substantial you know it's not going to be as big of a difference yeah, so if noticeable. you just grow yeah if you just grow both of them that that 
difference as long as the damaged leg or injured leg continues to grow normally now mm-hmm. you know that if even if it doesn't come up having just bigger legs is going to make it the notice like it can make it less noticeably different i guess well i had one arm smaller than the other my whole life like about half an inch smaller than the other my whole life yeah and you know i tried to balance out my one arm i did extra sets for it i used to do and you know the the best i could do was that the half inch difference at 15 inches was a half inch difference at 21 and three quarter like so it was less <laughs> percentage of difference yeah it was the I same totally half inch but 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 ratio wise it was a lot smaller percentage of difference right so i did balance it out but that half inch never went away but it didn't and, matter at 21 and three quarters it, and yeah I did, and you know, I did 21 and three quarter and a 20 run or 21 and a quarter which is a lot less noticeable than like 15 and 14 and a half right yeah so <laughs> very very valid way of looking at it yeah minimize the de- minimize the difference yeah what's up jesse jesse gave us a super chat and he has a question oh, for my us goodness. thank you very much man we much appreciate yeah. it yeah and he says, um, what's one accomplishment that you're proud of for 2023? Um, each, uh, oh, he says, but for each other. Example, Ron becoming an Olympia-level coach, Scott growing the channel, et cetera. So we have to think of something that we are proud of the other two of us for having done. That's oh. easy. Got lists and lists here. <laughs> no, I think the first one that came to mind when I when I read that on the screen, actually was Scott has 100% like as soon as mutant brought you out for the first show, I, I think that that was uh, a shock and exciting, oh, but yeah. now it's, but, but now I think you really realizing from the impact from the guests and things, um, why? And I hmm. think that that was something exciting to kind of be a part of because you have done, you've built this whole thing online and you, you know, Ron and I would report back to you like, <laughs> oh, dude, it's pretty crazy. Um, but I thought it was awesome accomplishment just for you to actually be a part of it. And it kind of further has driven you because what you're doing now with the channel is more and more with the shorts and the the uh, Instagram shorts and, and the shorts on YouTube and all the different things. And I don't think a lot of people know just how much work Scott puts into all these shows. Yeah. But uh, it's it was awesome for Scott to finally get the fun part that Ron and I steal for free all the time. <laughs> you guys put <laughs> yeah. in the work. You guys put in the work. But I appreciate that, man. And it was freaking awesome. It is cool. And I like and that's one of the reasons like I really want to step things up this year at the Arnold. Like that's going to be my goal. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely. That's same thing I had to say was just, you know, you 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 stepped up the, the business side of the channel hugely this year. And I know you got a lot of other shows and like, I don't have time to watch all the other shows. You know, I put them on sometimes for like 10 minutes here and there. Yeah. You know, like I listen to, you know, Scott and Skip and all this. I listen to you talking to those guys and um, you got like you had Kuba on the other day. I put that on for a bit, but like I, I don't have time to listen to all the full shows. But I know there's all these other great shows on your channel that you got to take full care of, too. And some of them are like. All right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But the, and but and those other shows are like all yours. Some of them, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're not there to, you know, I'm not contributing or helping with blood, sweat and tear, <laughs> but you got a lot going on. So, yeah, it's just it's good to see the channel grow as much as it has. And every little thing that we've stepped up has been good. So uh, I as feel far lucky. as Dusty. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. 
And as far as Dusty goes, um, you know, you did a bunch of great, you know, business stuff this year and you handled a bunch of uh, personal stuff on your plate and you wound up uh, putting another ring on it. So it looks like you're you're really embracing this family man thing, which is nice to see. I'm I'm just happy to see Dusty so happy all the time. I love that. I really you know what do. I mean. Yeah. Especially after like, you know, what what he went through a couple of years ago. So it's just good to see like, you know. It just means the energy's being put in the right direction and you know what I mean? You don't want to see friends yeah. that you know everyone's got a friend who like financially they're doing well. They've got a you know great wife or they got a family or they got whatever, but they don't they seem unhappy. Yeah. Right. You know, it's yeah. just like, man, like you gotta try to like fix your situation so you can enjoy everything you have going <laughs> on here. Like and and one of the things that Dusty does is, you know, he's got a, a lot going on, but he seems to always be happy. And uh, that's just, I think, something everybody should strive for, you know. Yeah, no, it's, I would it's agree. something I think that you you find in, uh, like I, I mentioned to people on the regular, is you have to be, it's something we're actually working on. I'm working on teaching the girls, too, is you're, you're doing a combination, right? Everyone is striving for more, but you also need to make sure that you're very present and grateful for where you are in the moment. You know, like I'm sitting in a really nice house while planning my next one. But I never forget to remember, like, this is good right now, you know, and there's nothing wrong there. So I hope more yeah. people do that. Uh, the one thing I was going to add for you, Ron, that I find you've always done it, but it's just gotten bigger. And this is something I don't do. <laughs> so it's even more impressive is most of us who are successful in some things, it's a very small group of things. Um, I do like three things really, really well. And I just like to stay in my little three things. That's good. And I find it impressive when someone can have their hands in 10 things and they're all good. Cause it's yeah. like, you know, running shows, having the gym, the mutant stuff, the mutant on the mission stuff, you know, you know, there's just the, the clients. I mean, all of these things, it is a ton to handle. And as someone who I, I think it's important to be self-aware, I think a lot of people don't have self-awareness. Like I would yeah. not dip my hands in that many things cause things would start slipping. I have to specialize. I'm like, you are a right. specialist, Dusty. Just stay in your little zone. Be very good at it. Right. But if I added three more things to my plate, they would start to slip, you know, and that's something that right. not a lot of people can do. And it's awesome to see because all of the things are advancing. And when you're watching from the outside, and I'll be honest, when I'm watching friends, I watch through a, a rough eye because I'm like, they already got enough people kissing their ass. Like, <laughs> like, right. We got to be there to watch. And when you see the the gym getting better and the 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 shows getting bigger and better and the clients yeah. getting better and now it's olympia levels and you know all of these things it's just it's something that a lot of people don't notice because most of your fans like and i'm not you saying fans like as a bodybuilder but fans like if i go to your show i'm like oh everybody on the show is phenomenal they have no idea all the other stuff or if you've got the gym your coaching doesn't get in the way of the gym Right. Your gym yeah. doesn't get away. The coaching, that's a very hard thing to people to do. And just so everybody knows it's listening, you may be a Ron or you might be a Dusty. Figure out which one you are so you don't suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to I add one thing to that. <clears throat> I get a, a funny thing that a lot of people say to me about the, the hobby thing. You know, like I've got the guitar and the bike stuff that I like to do. And they're like, oh, man, you know, you know, I... I I love that you got hobbies, you know, but, um, you know, I just got so much going on with work and family and the kids and, you know, and I totally get that. Cause like, you know, 
I totally get that there's a time limit in the day and there's only 24 hours in the day and we got to sleep seven or eight of them. I get the whole math of it all. But all I can say for me is I wouldn't be good at the other stuff if I didn't take time for myself mm-hmm. to think of only myself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, the old airplane thing, like if the mask dropped down, you're supposed to put your mask on first. Yep. So that you can actually stay conscious, help people, yeah. help other people. <laughs> right. Simple. You know? Yeah. So I sort of feel like my hobbies is a little bit of like me getting the oxygen that I need. You know, right. like I go do my hobbies. I play guitar for an hour or something. I can work for 10 hours now. Right. Like, cause I know that I've worked on me cause mm-hmm. it's hard for me to ask other people to get better. Like I need you to work on you. You need to work on right. your discipline. You need yeah. to eat better. You need to stick to this plan. Why aren't you doing the high rep squats I put in there? It's hard for me to say that to people if I'm not forcing myself to exercise discipline and since i'm not going to get stronger in the gym anymore i need something to exercise my discipline on (laughs) and there's lots of times where i'm like i really just want to go to bed but i haven't played guitar for three days and and i got to play guitar three times every week right so i'm going to take 45 minutes right now and i go plug in put my headphones on jam for 45 minutes and then go to bed and when i go to bed I'm like totally ready to go to bed because I'm like, hey, I worked on, I did everything. I did my work. Like you you feel success and content and you're like complete. Because even fun hobbies, like, you know, we talk about discipline versus motivation and putting 500 pounds on your back. But even the little hobbies, like sitting in this room with my guitar for half an hour takes discipline because I don't always want to do it. Yeah. Like, I don't always feel like, I don't feel like I just want to go to bed. But yep. when I come and do it and I'm like, ah, oh, there, I did it, you know, like, and that, that just sort of, I think exercising discipline, exercising discipline, making yourself cross T's and dot I's is important. So that's my I little agree. two cents about my hobbies and why I find them important. I've thought I about Ron, one thing you talked about once that stuck with me, it, it, it speaks to this was the brushing your teeth thing. You're like... You just have this simple formula in your head. You're like, if I brush my teeth, that's one more day that I'll get to keep my teeth. One more day I'll have my teeth that are good, you know? Right. And it's just that simple. You know, you don't have to think about it further. You don't not do it. You just do the things that need to get done. And you also have that, like, little formula formula in the back of your head where, like, if I do this, I get to keep this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's simple, and it just makes sense a plus b equals c i want c yeah so i'm gonna do this you know if i floss right. a lot i'll have my own teeth when i'm old yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just mine will still it. be mine but i'm just gonna buy them um <laughs> <laughs> i had one for dusty i had one for dusty and it's more than just this year because dusty i've gotten to know you more since after the accident you know like right. i knew you before that but i've gotten to know you. it's i've known you longer since the accident than before so right. i would say though it has been really cool to see you grow as just a human being and it's all the stuff that ron said and it gives me genuine happiness to see you like loving life and see you you know what it was ron that you were talking about too is like living in the moment being mindful mm-hmm. In appreciate like you like in just all the stuff you're saying, Dusty, like appreciating what you what you have, where you're at, the experiences you have, and I think that that's so cool. I, I when I see your stuff on Instagram, I can see that in some of your posts sometimes, or just things that you say. And I I knew you enough before the accident 
to know how big of a change that's been. And so that's yeah, that was really, drastic. <laughs> it, it's really cool to see. It's cool to yeah, see. Thank you. Yeah. No, that, that part is definitely drastic because that was what I was terrible about before. And actually Dante, yeah. I don't want to say yelled at, but got on me one time because yelled. I <laughs> won the, well, I knew I was winning the North Americans and turning pro after prejudging. Yeah. And I, he texted me and he was like, Oh, how is it? And I said, Oh, good, good. And I, and I started bringing up something we needed to work on. And he goes, are you, how are you going to play? So I was like, Oh, I'm going to win. And he's like, what are you doing? Why are you? Th- because yeah, just- I was yeah. already past, I had skipped it and it was like, we need to do this. And he had caught me on that a couple times. That was just the most recent I remembered. And I could not understand why that mattered because I, you know, to me, I was like, I'm driven. You're just complaining because I'm driven. Now he's far more successful than I am. So I think he's pretty driven himself. And, uh, (laughs) but it was just a funny thing and you don't realize until something kind of puts you in your place. So I do, that actually is one of my goals with social media is less just on bodybuilding or just on finances or businesses, but more like why it matters. So I'm hoping that one or two people sees it and impacts them because you shouldn't have to nearly die to catch that. Mm. That's kind of, Right. The, don't, don't do, don't do what I did. Yeah. Skip the whole yeah. throat thing. If I can make a suggestion, Scott, you cannot skip this. Uh, you have to answer that to how you got started in, uh, in this. Oh, uh, Martin two, four, seven, you had put it up, but you got to put it up and answer it. Cause I'm not letting you skip that one. All right. I'll just give you the nutshell version that, uh, you know, I, I coached and I don't want to get into too much before that, but I worked for a company and, uh, did like a Q and a stuff and, and helped their, um, their high level clientele and stuff with, uh, cycles and things along those natures. And, and then from there I started coaching nutrition and I met a guy named VJ Peary. He trained at my gym and we both listened to bodybuilding podcasts And there was like nobody else, like at the time, nobody listened to podcasts, let alone listen to bodybuilding podcasts. So it was so rare and unique to meet somebody who listened to the same show as I did because nobody I knew in bodybuilding did at the time. And so we started like we'd we'd train at the same time. And then afterwards, we would do cardio together and we talk and we talk about our favorite shows. And we decided to do a podcast eventually called Bodybuilding Nerds Radio. And it, it took off from there. We And what we did was we just talked about our favorite bodybuilding podcasts each week and talked about oh, what they did and stuff. But through that, I got to start meeting the people who did those podcasts. And then I wanted to interview people and it didn't fit that format. So I started Advices Radio and I got really great funding for that, which was awesome. And I started bringing on all sorts of people. I got to meet you guys uh, individually as a result mm-hmm. of that. And I got to interview people and I just kept just worming my way deeper into the bodybuilding world and continued coach. But the main reason I did it was I wanted to learn how to be a better coach. So I brought people on that I could learn from and pick their brains. And I got to spend like an hour with, you know, some of the greatest minds in, in our industry each week. And, and it just kept evolving. And then I, it became, it became a passion. You know, I went to art school. So I'm finally, my life kind of came all together because when I got into bodybuilding, I stopped doing art and stop photography, all that. And now it's like full circle because now every day I'm using this technology, which is kind of like a bastardization of what I went to school for. So it's right. it's a creative outlet and it's a passion. But yeah, it started in 2014 or 15. And Martin has been here. What blows me away is the people who followed all the way since the beginning of Bodybuilding Nerds. 
like uh, Martin and George is with us here too. He'd, he'd been with us all the way from the start. So it's freaking cool, man. And I, I feel grateful for everything I, along the way. I love that your first podcast was essentially reacts. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You were reacting to other podcasts. That became popular in the last year. You could have started that in 2014. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. That's funny. It was a good time. Back when that is awesome. audio podcast. So, and at the time, you know how we did it? At the start, there was none of the technology. It was such a there was such a limiting factor because you couldn't do podcasts. It wasn't as easy as that it is now with Zoom and uh, mm-hmm. StreamYard and all that. We called each other on Skype, but we didn't have a, any kind of recorder. So VJ would play it through his speakers and then record the audio on another computer that was coming out of his speakers. And that was that was how we recorded the show. But your audio was phenomenal. It was terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was the worst. Yeah. So that's freaking awesome. I love yeah. it. I didn't even know that. I that I'm glad someone asked. I was like, I don't even know how Scott got started in this. Yeah. I just know that as soon as Ron and I got asked enough to do it, we knew who to call. <laughs> well, I'm glad yeah. I'm glad they asked. <laughs> yeah. No, I always enjoyed coming on your show, Scott, and and felt like I knew you enough to like totally trust you with like the whole, you know, because, you know, like you're the one that has to, you, you got the password to the YouTube channel. I can't get in and do shit, you know? So like, it, you know, you got full control of the show, right? So, but I didn't, that like, you know, I, I felt like I knew you enough. Like, oh, this guy's like oh, going to be awesome. This guy loves bodybuilding and like, let's just do the show and totally trust him and all that stuff. So it made it really easy, but that's because I already knew you from being on as a guest, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. good vibe. We did the the first time I had Ron on, we did this, I did this show. It was called death of the hardcore gym. And we, and it was kind of like a whole retrospect. And I, I had George UK, he was on and he told me a story about training in muscle works and taking his son there, which was like the original hardcore gym in London. Dental green. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole experience. And then I had uh, Ron on to talk about the like the hardcore gyms and how things have changed. And so it was like this whole expose of hardcore gyms and where they're at today compared to where they used to be. So it was it was cool, man. It was it was different. You know, I'd like to do those those exposés again. Those were fun. Yeah. Yeah. How is it? You have any more questions, Scott? We got a few more. How are you doing on time, Dusty? I'm good right now. Yeah. All right. yeah. yeah, what do you got? You got something wrong? Oh, I, I was just going to say, I, I, we haven't talked about Christmas yet. Were we going to do a quick Christmas roundup? Yeah, somebody was asking do... what your favorite presents were, but I figure that's a great segue into Christmas. So, so you, yeah. So I just had a Christmas story, and it was just one of those unfortunate, unnecessary, oh, geez, we got to do this. Um, so... <laughs> We, I, f- I think I'm, every once in a while something happens and you're like, ah, chink in my armor. Oh, I need to get better at this. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we think we're really good dog parents. You know, we love our dog. We brush his teeth. We feed him the high priced raw food. We give him the healthy fats. He's got the vitamin mixes and the glucosamine veterinary glucosamine sprinkled on his food. And like, he is like, we got him on the longevity diet. We, you know, the whole thing. So we're good dog parents. We go over to her uncle and aunt's, her cousin's house, actually, for big Christmas dinner the other night. Christmas Day. We get there. We've got Jedi with us. Everyone's having a great time. Everyone, you know, I got a Diet Coke going. Dinner's coming out of the oven in like 30 minutes. It's going to be beautiful. House smells like turkey and stuffing. It's 
the best place you'd want to. You don't want to go anywhere. You're going to check in for the next four hours. You're just going to like hang out here. We got, there's some Sinatra Christmas on. Like it's, it's a good vibe. We're having a good time. Yeah. And all of a sudden we realize that Jedi has eaten three grapes. Okay. And I go, Emily goes, shit. Did he just eat three grapes or whatever? I'm not, I can't remember exactly. And I was like, I don't think they're supposed to eat grapes. Uh-oh. Because, like, uh-huh. grapes are on the list of, like, foods you're not supposed to feed dogs. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, let me just Google. So I Google how many grapes, because, you know, is how many grapes can my 15-pound dog eat? And yeah. the Google comes back, not even one. <laughs> They are, oh, man. grapes are very toxic to dogs and can cause kidney failure. And I'm like, okay, so now the next Google is, what are the statistics? <laughs> <laughs> and it said that, unfortunately, you know, with something like chocolate, let's say your dog, let's say you got a 50 pound lab and he eats a chocolate bar. Yeah. You can do a formula for weight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be like, oh, it's fine. He'll be fine. He's 50 pounds, yeah. he ate this 50 grams of chocolate, he'd be fine, right? So you can ratio it out. But I start Googling and they're like, unfortunately, with grapes and raisins, there is no ratio and any amount can kill any dog. Wow. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So then I'm on, well, let me hit Reddit real quick. So I hit Reddit and I type it into Reddit. My dog ate grapes. And, you know, Reddit is like real people, right? Yeah. And all of the responses are that dog needs to vomit. Like I'm starting, I start reading all these and they're like, and then guys are coming on. They're like, yeah, I had a 30 pound lab who ate a box of raisins. And the next day I'd take him to the vet. His kidneys had failed and he died. Hmm. And people are telling these crazy stories. And I'm just like, oh shit. Like we don't really ever have grapes in the house. I don't really eat grapes. I just and I I remember that we weren't supposed to eat, but I thought it was like frowned upon. Like, don't feed them chocolate, don't feed them coffee, and yeah, dogs shouldn't eat grapes. Right. But I never Googled how. Like, I was like, this is why is this a surprise to me? Like, I grew up on a farm. (laughs) Why do I not know this? I've just felt like, fuck. So then you're sitting there going, okay, am I going to overreact or underreact? And I certainly don't want to underreact. Yeah. And so this is all within like one minute. Right. (laughs) Like this is light speed in my head. And so, so far I've Googled like three different phrases of how to put that question and they've all come up. That dog needs to vomit. And so I'm like Googling how to make your dog vomit. And there's a a thing you can do with hydrogen peroxide, but then people say it's not good to do because it can get in their lungs. And the best thing to do is just take them to a vet. And I'm like, fuck. So I look at Emily and I'm like, call up, let's go. And she Googles up animal vet. There's one 10 minutes away, emergency hospital open, Christmas day evening, turkeys (laughs) coming out of the oven. And everyone just looks at us and we're like, we'll be back. Sorry. Yeah. And I just grab the dog and I'm in the elevator and Emily's Googling addresses and we're getting into the elevator and calling and we're on our way down. And yeah, and we get down there and um, they were awesome. You know, they, Gave him a little shot. I guess the drug only has like a 15-minute half-life. They give him a little injection, and then he just wait. Pukes up a whole bunch of grapes. Okay. And we're like, do you think that's it? And we're like, yeah, that's that's it. He got good. We got to take a picture of it and everything. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, 
And then he was fine. He was fine. But, and then we went back. We were 90 minutes. That's how long the whole thing took. 90 minutes. Not bad for an emergency room visit. We got back. They still had all the food out. I just loaded up my plate. We went right back to 100% positive Christmas dinner. I was like, there was, you know, we didn't dwell on it or anything. And we just had a, had a great night and tried our best to make up for the incident. But I just thought like, shit. And then another funny thing was while we're at the vet, he's like, yeah, grapes are one of those things. I mean, he might be okay, but sometimes dogs just die. Wow. And we're like, shit. And then, and then he goes, you know, like macadamia nuts. And you're like, I don't know that either. And I'm like, didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. So then all of a sudden I'm like, man, I'm not the dog dad. I thought I was, I shouldn't like, (laughs) like, you know, cause I like to think I'm the, I'm the guy that knows what's going on, you know? Yeah. And I was just, it was like, it was humbling and upsetting. And I just was like, ah, oh, avoidable. But just one of those things that also made me very grateful. Like he's healthy, he's fine. We got back to dinner and everything like that. But for sure, it was just one of those things where I was like, uh, sometimes you have to make decisions that, <laughs> just, oh, yeah. We're leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And I'm sure the family at the time didn't quite understand what the big deal was. Like, what do you mean you're going to emergency? You ate a couple grapes. Like, yeah. they weren't Googling, right? Yeah. And I just, and you don't understand it until it's your dog, man. Like, <clears throat> for what it's worth, like, we didn't know that in the 80s. And my mom used to feed our golden retriever grapes all the time. She loved them. And she just eat these grapes. But then again, it was the 80s. So things were different. <laughs> things were different back then. Those were regular grapes. And that same so- dog, when we were kids, that same dog ate an entire Easter basket full of chocolate, like foil and everything. We went out. Was for- it like a lab or something? Like one of those? Yeah. Like, Yeah, she was like a golden retriever mix. Golden Same retriever, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I, I read um, the one guy on Reddit was like a veterinarian. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, because someone said, oh, I feed my dog a, a grape every day and he's fine. And the veterinarian Why? comes on and goes, yeah, you can feed your dog a grape every day, but we know for a fact that they're yeah. toxic to kidneys. So even though your dog seems fine, his kidneys are taking a hit. Yeah, so and why would you do over it? time, his kidneys will get worse. So, you know, it's a big dog. He can handle one grape, but it's not harmless. Stop yeah. feeding him grapes. And the guy was like, oh, shit. Okay. Like, that's why you cycle trend. Yeah, yeah that's why um, you cycle your trend. <laughs> you cycle our trend, boys and girls, for this exact same reason. First thing, I, first thing the vet said when we took him in, he goes, okay, what's he on? Is he on any trend? Exactly. Went, no, he's not on any trend. No trend. He said, okay, he's right should be okay. He's been off cycle. He's been off cycle. He's cruising. So anyways, that's my little story about oh, Christmas Day. That was fit. Glad Jedi is okay. Terrible. Yeah. 400 yes. bucks. God. Yeah. How about well this spent. one? We got one from Vigorous Steve. He's hanging with us. Vigorous Steve, oh. by the way, broke 100,000 subscribers he already got the plaque in the mail so congrats to him oh, he got the awesome. silver button did he vigorous did. steve get the silver button he got the damn button. yeah maybe He's vigorous a- steve can mention us on his show and help us get a silver <laughs> he, button he has help. he has he has he, he says did, he, uh, that's when he loses followers when he mentions yeah. us. <laughs> right there's worse shows right <laughs> he says, all i can for you guys for dusty oh. what's your plan for new year's eve and does it include drinking cigars Yes, I have. Uh, I actually have reserved my section at the uh, cigar bar that night and the night before oh. for uh, for Orange Bowl. So yes, we have two nights there, 
and um it's a, they do a whole thing they're like our cigar bar is next level because it's uh it's like this guy treats it like it's the way you're like you do the gym ron like it's a family thing they're having they're literally to give you an idea like they did a chili night the other night where his dad made chili you could come by like homemade his mom and dad are there all the time doing stuff he's late 20s rocking this business but yeah they're doing two different servings of food that night which i have to now eat four servings because nikki can't i will do this for her because i'm a good man um i also have to have four drinks because you prepare for two so i will take care of hers again good man and yeah there will be some cigars as well so yes i will be uh getting driven home is the moral of the story yeah and and which cigars, Steve? It's going to be a lot that night. So there'll probably be three or four going down before the end of the night. But for anybody who's wondering, I've only made it to midnight like once in the last decade. I don't care. So we will be home before midnight. <laughs> what's a, what's a good cigar for somebody out there? I'm not going to smoke one, but for somebody out there who's like, man, I want to start being more like Ooh. Dusty. I'm going to start smoking cigars. I'm going to go with something that's that's well known, but not uh, Liga Privada. The T52. Everyone talks about the number nine. They're rookies. Get that stick. Change your life. I don't know what it... I don't think it's that expensive. Like 20 bucks. So, you know, okay. I don't know. See, they, I heard a great... They, see, Steve, I do, it for the, I do it for the people, buddy. I heard a great story. Uh, Arnold told a great story on an interview that I saw a clip of. He said when they were making twins, they had a break during the day, and they went. he went to Danny DeVito's trailer... And Danny had these cigars and he gave one to Arnold and Arnold's smoking it and he's he smoked a cigar and Arnold was like, Man, I really got a I really Little buzz. Head, like I got a got a buzz from that. And Danny's like, Oh yeah, I rolled some weed in that one. Like he had <laughs> he had cigars with weed in them. And That's then amazing. Danny got them. He got him in the middle of the day. Arnold's like, you just got me high? And he's like, oh, yeah, let's go back to set. <laughs> and they went back to set. And Danny was just dying. And Arnold was like, because, you, know, you, you know, I know you don't deeply inhale cigars, but if it's got weed in it, you're going to get some. Yeah. You're going to get yeah. like, and they, you know, sat in the trailer for an hour and puffed on these things. And, and Arnold was like, he, it was just enough weed in it that Arnold was like, it's got a unique flavor. Like he. He, you know, he's an efficient. Knew something was right. different, like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't quite enough. And uh, and he said they went back to set, and they were like, "Action!" Ivan Wright was like, "Action!" And Arnold said he was like, "Line, well, I need my line." Like he's, he's just <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Uh, that was the uh, I think I, I told you guys I sent you a message, but uh, one of my favorite clients that's local here, um, she brought us a. a a bag, a gift for Christmas. And uh, I didn't look like typically when somebody gives me a gift, unless they like tell me open it, I don't. So she hands me the gift and she actually handed it to Nikki and she said, Oh yeah, the one goes good with the other. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I train and just go all my way. So I get in the car and I drive home and I'm like, what was in the bag? And she goes, what well, she said, well, there's cookies in there. And I was like, Oh, awesome. And then we get home and I'm like, there's also gummies in there one does go well with the other oh yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like now that i immediately text i'm like that's a gift that's just a gift you handled both sides yeah, <laughs> yeah. i had to hide those in my house though i was like those you guys can have some cookies but not the other <laughs> what was that what was the best gift you guys gave i guess you got engaged dusty that doesn't count as a gift that's why i did it when i did it 
I think that's a weird thing. I have an odd thing against using an engagement as a gift because then yeah. you like stole a gift. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. So, yeah. No, I think um, for us, well, what happened is the girls' gifts went off the charts on accident because I wanted to put a better um, camera and like monitor in the, in Taylor's new Forerunner that we bought. So I went in thinking like, ah, 500 bucks. And then I left thinking, ah, 1,000 bucks. So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> when that was a grand, I immediately had to look at what I had gotten for Tegan and I was like, Okay, we also owe you four hundred dollars, two hundred dollars for each of the next dark sport drops. There you go. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, she loves that stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, your your gifts just went up significantly. Thank your sister. Yeah. So, so when you say better camera, you mean like a dash cam? No. So in the so in her car, it already had like it didn't have Apple CarPlay and stuff in it. And I want her to be able to, like, I don't want her touching her phone. So it should all sit up in the, in the dash. That way if oh, someone, see, if yeah, I yeah. text her, she can push a button and it'll read the text. Okay. She can verbally respond without doing that. If she's driving, you know, using the GPS will be on the screen. But her um, backup camera was actually in the rear view mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember was that. was terrible. So I was like, that's got to go. So it, it all kind of came down to that section. And you know how it works, Ron, because I'm me. So I buy her this truck and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go nuts with it. And then I was like, I take it down. One of the rims is a little messed up. So I replace the rim. Then while I'm there, I'm like, well, tent would look good. And then like two grand Suddenly later, it's your I leave truck. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, I, so I'm into it like another over three grand since buying it. I'm like, I'm done. I got You're like, stuff. well, I want to look cool in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, a, a, yeah. She told me, she goes, the rim's not a big deal. I'm like, I'm, no, 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 no. You can't. You're Does not she know about that. the plates? She must What's know that? about the plates. Well, the plates right. and the rims, they're, that's oh. the same problem. You have the same yeah. issue. It, it, well, one of the rims was a little damaged. It was just, it, I walked up to it, my head kind of turned, and I was like, I got to fix that. So, <laughs> but yeah, so she, she had an expensive two weeks before Christmas. But it wasn't her fault because I've been looking for this car for a while. And anybody who is looking at used vehicles knows what they cost right now. Oh, they're I had cheap, actually told they? her, you will not get a forerunner. Because I put a limit on how much I was willing to spend. And I'm like, you're not getting some wacky first car. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, and then I stumbled on that. And I was like, I literally called the guy. I, I messaged him. It was on Facebook. And I was like, you just bring it. I'm bringing the whole amount of money. We're not negotiating. Hurry up. Right, right. Make that happen. You know, so it was done. But uh, also, I'm uh, I am making her pay me for it. So she's paying the entire thing off. I just paid for it cash, and then because I don't, I had to like think about it as as a parent now. And I was like, I don't think giving a car is the right move, in my opinion. So I was like, look, I'll pay for it, and you can have zero you're going to garnish interest. wages. Yeah, so she's yeah. going to pay me for three years, thirty six months to pay it back, and I'm like. You don't know this right now, but that's a really good deal. You can't get 0% interest on your uh, yeah, history. Yeah, the next time she gets a loan, that interest is going to be a big surprise. Yes, yeah. exactly. What do you mean so. three more years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we, we explained that with the college show. I'm like, that's why that's also prepaid. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Did, uh, I like this one question at the bottom here. Grossest, most bizarre thing you ate just to fit the macros. Oh, wow. I know what mine is. I did I it many What's times. Yours? Absolute emergency. 
you drink a carton of egg whites and eat three bananas and you got yourself a meal. Oh, okay. That's not terrible. That's not bad. No, it's not terrible, but for a regular person, they would think that was a very strange roadside snack. Yeah, right. You've been standing at the picnic table outside of a Safeway guzzling egg whites and shoveling three bananas down real quick yeah like, yeah that's not gonna that's about i didn't think about that part that's like Plus on the like, road move it's sort of a weird sit in the stomach too as you, you get back in your car and you hit the road again you're like Bleh. i did that every Ugh. day when i worked for the pop company every day yep. that was like my meal too. go meal really? one get to work kind of check things out then walk on over on the clock get my egg whites out of the grocery store cooler go grab two bagels Start oh, chugging bagels, that back. Yeah. yeah. Take some insulin yeah, yeah. in the bathroom and then get my job started for the day. <laughs> Did you buy a body or passed out in the Safeway bathroom? Uh, <laughs> I know what's going on here. Oh, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. The that's egg whites is, I did a ton of that too, but it was purely, I was too lazy to make them. So I was like, huh, I'll go yeah. home and slam them. Yeah. Now I, I don't do that. Fish <laughs> is something like fish for breakfast. I've gone through phases dieting of doing that. Cause it just, it, I found the fish was what worked for me. They say fish doesn't thin the skin. I'm telling you what, if you eat all fish for your only protein, you'll source, smell like fish. You will fish and egg whites though. You go to the, just those two things. I guarantee you get rid of the chicken, get rid of the beef, get rid of everything else. You're going to get leaner. You're going to thin the skin with that stuff, but fish mm. and oatmeal for breakfast is kind of a weird combo for normal people. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think that the amazing thing that people don't factor in when you're dieting is that your understanding of flavor is wrecked. So you don't even care to wake up and eat fish. The only thing I had with fish was I never wanted it to be warm because I could smell it. So I would just eat it out of the fridge, just cold, get it down quick, move on with life. I don't really like fish, so okay. it was just easier. Oh, yeah. George, George. He says, I had oh. a gallon of liquid liver. It was my sole protein source a week while at university. Now that's hardcore. Out of college for that. What, one, what is liquid? <laughs> like, what, what does he mean? Are they like, is that a thing in the UK? You can buy liquid liver, like they blend it up and puree it, or what? I don't. I don't know if I want to know. I need investigation on this. Yeah, George, is it flavored? Is it like chocolate? Does it come in a carton? Yeah, I, don't know. Like, I just pictured a bucket that was like had drips down the side. You know what I mean? Yeah, said like right gallon, so it's got to be just a yeah. gallon. Oh, George, we answer these questions, please. Yeah. Your question. George is leaving us in questions. the dark here with this really crazy UK reference. And while he does that, I want to mention Robert. He says, when will the new drugs and stuff be coming? Dave's on vacation. Dave went on a big, long holiday to Thailand. So he'll be back for the beginning of the year. We're going to do the next drugs and stuff will come then. He says, oh, I like my how- God, spleen and syrup, liquid liver. Yeah, that's not enough description. I need more to, like, Is it someone enough? makes this? Did he make it? Is this a recipe? I need to know. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is, is this his making? Like, oh, yeah, I blend it up. Or does he just go to the butcher and go, I need some more of that liquid liver? And the butcher's like, here's another gallon. Can I get some of that spleen and syrup? Evan Centipani is somewhere going, oh, I do it all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. I just put <laughs> Don't put any Splenda on it, though. That shit's bad for you. <laughs> Nobody else is going to top that one, you know? No, Tina, no. We could all just like, retire from eggs attempting. and salmon. I'm be like, oh, that sounds delicious compared to spleen and syrup. You know what I mean? Yeah, liquid liver. 
Jesse's uh, funding your uh, end of year expenses currently, so I just thought you should and, notice and, that. Oh shit! And I don't Jesse, think I don't think, slow it down, I don't think it's an, thank you very much, but slow it down, bud. Thank you. I don't think it's an elf situation either, where he's just putting syrup on everything to make it taste good. No, I, don't I think love that's, syrup. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Thank you, thanks, Jesse. Jesse. Did you guys see that? I put up his picture actually. Uh, yesterday I shared it. His year of uh, progress. Uh, you ever have that with a client and you and you go look at their progress for a year and you're like, it's even better than I realized it was. I have, yeah, because you're seeing them week to week, day to day, right? Yeah. I'm oh, so George responded. It's in a gallon container, unmarked. Oh God, unmarked. this is a dark road. Oh. Uh. Unmarked sounds like a trap. And he said his training partner acquired it. And acquired donated. it. Yeah. Ugh, donated it, followed by followed a cup with water. Really seems like something that needs to be cooked. This is a UK this is a UK thing. That's I like think. eating grapes for that's a dog. Brown. I'm pretty sure it's not safe. No. <laughs> no, that's not good. George is killing me here. George is killing me. He just responds with brown. Well, he also said that other part, too. He said, gallon container, unmarked, training partner acquired it and donated it, followed a cup with water. Then he says, brown. So it is still kind of cryptic. You know what still I mean? Still very cryptic. He might I'm have still... blocked a lot of this out himself. It might be I'm even more foggy. confused now. Yeah. It's also highly seems... illegal based on how vague he's being. It must be. This seems yeah. like it's not FDA approved. No, I don't think so either. This... <laughs> Going to one of those back alley UK butchers that doesn't have a license. Hey, mate, something like that. Yeah, you know, got any liquid liver? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got some. The coppers didn't get it last time they were around. <laughs> Dave Crossland had told me that. So his his grandfather was a butcher, but he was like a basement butcher because at the time they had like a you it was during wartime and that you were only allowed to have so much meat you could only buy each person was allotted so rations. much meat yeah rations uh, but he was selling meat out of the basement and he was so dave crossland's a big dude like at his biggest he was over 400 pounds now he wasn't lean 400 pounds he was just a massive human being right and his grandfather was built the same way and he'd just take that like the side of beef and throw it over his shoulder and he said he remembered seeing him walk it down the stairs into the basement where they butchered it up. Ugh. Oh, fuck. Yay. Yeah. Brain gravy. What is going on on their page right now? What is happening? Yeah. You read brain gravy? Just eat brain gravy. Yeah. Uh, I, we're going downhill. Guys. This, <laughs> is, this is what happens when we turn the show over to the viewers. This is the public can handle the responsibility. <laughs> Just have brain gravy. I'm out. I'm out. I gotta go to the chiropractor. Yeah. <laughs> so you get mad, cow. Oh wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Trying to give us Jake Jakob Kreutzfeldt's disease. See, and here's the thing. Like now, anything anybody else says, shrimp with fresh tomato, red onion, and cucumber like a meal. over rice was an awesome breakfast. Oh yeah, it was an awesome breakfast. That would be great. It actually sounds fantastic. Yeah. Unlike brain gravy. Yeah, no brain gravy, no spleen, no liver. So, no that's blended say no liver. Wow. Liquid liver. Yeah. That was amazing. Stuff for Evan. Yes, that was great, I, guys. I hope people learned a lot today. Did they learn a little I bit? I sure did. About brain hey, gravy? What'd you learn about grapes? 
Do not point. let the dogs have them. Not even yeah. one. Not even one. Not even they one. don't show symptoms, it's still stress on their kidneys. Bad, so, yeah. We learned Damn, that. Harvey's on cycle right now anyways. Yeah. I learned it the hard way so that you don't have to. There we go. Team player. That's that's, that's what we're here, actually. That's the whole theme of this show, Dusty. Yeah. It's what I did with the whole death thing. You did it with a try to poison your dog thing. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Good dog dad. At least I did it myself. Yeah, <laughs> Poor Jedi. Got the 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 SPCA will be coming to take my kid away from me because I'm a bad parent. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, and I oh, didn't tell class. you guys about my story yesterday, last night. That I we oh, literally yeah. there was a oh, yeah. drunk driver. We we're literally walking the dog. We we're walking the little dog, uh, just around the block. It's going on eight o'clock, seven o'clock, something like that. And this car comes racing by us and I hear this loud sound. And I thought maybe he did something like he was going to squeal his tires or something. I didn't know exact. But then I look over and I realize, oh, he sideswiped this car. Well, then from there, he gassed it like he was going to take off. And then he lost control, overcorrected over the curb. Basically, there's this tree probably about this big around bent the tree over took off his entire front tire. The whole front wheel came off of like a full-size pickup truck. And then the whole thing just crashed and landed right into these people's front yard. Now, this happened literally feet from us. Like it was, it happened literally before our eyes. And then we didn't see that the wheel got pulled off. So Victoria was like, call the police, call the police. I'm on the phone with 911 and I had to get closer but then as to get the license plate number, but as I'm getting closer, I see the reverse lights come on. And now he's like trying to work the car to get it off the yard to take sure. off. Yeah. Right. And not realizing that his wheel is gone and I don't see it's gone either. So my thought is like, this guy will hit me, not seeing me just trying to get away. But yeah, he didn't go anywhere. It was freaking nuts. It was insane. Like the last thing you would expect, you know what I mean? Quiet evening reflecting on christmas and then bang, crash yeah did, did, did the, were you there when the cops got there did you hang around yeah so this is maybe a point of contention in our household right now <laughs> maybe he says maybe <laughs> she, she might she might hear me so talk quiet i wasn't gonna stay i didn't feel yeah. like we needed to i just i yeah. didn't want my name on it get the fuck out of here yeah <laughs> wait what what honey I can still hear you. What? <laughs> she can still, I told you. She still hear me. So she said, we should, we need to be witnesses to this in case they need right. witnesses. And I said, well, it's pretty cut and dry. Look at that car. <laughs> I think you can, together. you can put this together. <laughs> so it takes what, one minute. Yeah. Guys, yeah. He hit that car. No, he's that was on a tree. Exactly. That was that, that was my point too. But because of the way she was raised, she thought it was the right thing to do. So All right. There we go. So that's my first name and last name. And then they needed my my birth date and my phone number. I felt like that was a lot of information. And to your social security number. That was the next. And, they're gonna call for that. And later. Who you voted for? Right. We got guns on you. And, and you know? take a list of all your firearms as well. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know. Right. So yeah, it was kind of yeah. crazy though. And then by the time all this was happening, it was so loud. Everybody was coming out of their houses. The guy whose car got hit came out of his house very 
heavy man, very large gentleman, and he was ready to like f some shit up. Like he was pissed. Oh boy. And then his wife was like, "There's kids that play down here." Like everybody started screaming at him. So the dude's drunk, right? At least he yeah. appeared inebriated, allegedly. And uh, so he's about to square off with this homeowner who he hit his car because he's disrespecting him and they're going back and forth. So thankfully, I had my OC spray on me because I and, and my gun, of course, because if anything, Obviously. The, well, things started like there. You don't know what people are going to do because then all of a sudden the guy who was driving the truck as they're squaring off, he turned around and started going back to the vehicle. So I backed off because like who knows what he's going to come out of the car with you know right um but anyway though they i settled things down and uh then the police came and all of that but yeah that's we had to talk about it afterwards actually because mm. i i don't think i would have stayed she was hit by a drunk driver when she was younger, so there is that so there that she had her own right, right. stuff there you know just want to make sure yeah, and I'm not I'm saying that I'm right. Spray the guy. Understand, I'm not saying I'm guy? right. Right, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just having a fun retelling of the story. Yeah, so, yeah. But well, it was definitely me, me... something that I didn't expect that we had like that difference of opinion. You know what I mean on how let, to handle let, it. I'm fine with let, it. Let me say I'm totally sympathetic to your situation because I, one night, real brief, I'll make it a 10 second version. My friend and I were coming out of a restaurant at one in the morning. We see a guy. He rear ends a car at a red light, like just a little bit, like just bang, you know? Yeah. But then he pulls around him to like take off and he squeals around the corner and hits some ice and spins and hits a big tree, Ooh. writes his truck off. Like it's, he hits hard. Like yeah. he smashes into a giant oak tree. Tree does nothing, just stands there. Like the truck just <laughs> front end disintegrates off the front. Yeah. We run over there and he gets out totally fine. And he's, loaded yeah like oh i guess I, I better get home like he's just oh, off yeah. and so what we did was we called 911 we're like yeah there's a drunk driver just hit a tree we're standing right in front of it you know he hit another guy we saw the whole thing yeah what it results in is us having to hang out it was minus 25 that night too it was freezing Ooh, cold yeah. we had to hang out for like what cops come, we had to fill out statements. We're there for 45 minutes, sitting in our car at one in the morning, filling out statements. Then they called us. We had to go to court. Oh, have to really? be there six months later. We're at court at nine in the morning. Yeah. To say, yes, that's my statement. Yeah. And then of course, what you do is you show up. So they drop their, their fight and they just plead guilty because they're just hoping the witnesses don't show up right oh okay. they're, they're just hoping no one shows up right yeah, yeah but the cop shows up we show up so they just plead guilty so it's a waste of our time we don't even have to testify but we didn't have to stay there were that truck wasn't going anywhere right and <laughs> there were other people around you know we could have just said oh well that sucks and drove home yeah so <laughs> you know Lessons learned. Anyways. It was the right Lessons thing. Learned. Here at the end of the day, is yeah. it the right thing to stay? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I always no. do the right thing? Not no. always. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, that's do we leave on that note. Is that a good note? Yes. It's a solid okay. one. We don't always good do advice. the right thing. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an asshole. I'm headed home. Okay. Um, 
Thanks to everyone that tuned in. Really great to see this many people. This is a bit early for me on the West Coast to do a live, but uh, it's uh, great to see you guys. I'm glad your Christmases went well. Everything turned out. Dusty got a yes. Uh, actually, did you get a yes? You never even confirmed. Yeah, you didn't tell us that part. Well, you I didn't get the money back from the ring, so I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're. Uh, it, it's great to do a live, and, and we didn't miss an episode this week. Yes. So remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Yes. And remember, last five minute crew, I am mutant.com. Get your mutant, Dusty 20, Big Ron 20. Get your 20% off. Everyone needs to get their ISO surgeon. They're all in, and everyone needs to get on the gear. All the gear. And remember, think big Patreon. Patreon. Help keep a producer homed. Jeez. Remember the Patreon. And what's the deal with the shirt, Scott? So apparently I saw Comfy Sweats posted that she bought one in Canada. I wasn't sure whether they would ship to Canada yet, uh, but apparently they do because she got her. Everybody who ordered right when I released them, they already got their shirts like they got them. Bef- yep. They rushed them before Christmas. So that's freaking awesome. I'm working. So I thought I was working on Canadian shipping. Apparently that's not a thing. So I can get you some shirts, Ron. Dusty, I'm working on four X's. That's going to be Beautiful. the only issue. You're too big. To wear t-shirts, apparently. Ah, he can wear he can wear a a, a triple. Yeah, they got triples. Wear a triple. I can screen a triple. Yeah, we got triples. I'm significantly smaller now, so we can make that work. And well, we sure. need something for when you decide to you know start eating up again. You know, we need. Oh, we need... I'm, I'm praying I don't do that. That's a terrible decision. Uh, <laughs> and I'm working on uh, um, like UK and uh, European distributing too. So we've got it. We're Damn gonna nice. have all that covered. So uh, where can yeah. people go to order a shirt now? If they want to order a shirt, where do, where do they click? I'm going George to... George says they ship to the UK for 10 bucks. Is that what he says? Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yes. All right. Well, that's not bad at all because it's like, I think, 5 or $6 for U.S. shipping and things are made in the U.S. So that's freaking awesome. And and I'll have the link below. It's like a pop-up store for uh, from Printify. So it's like printify.something.something slash think big. You guys are so lucky with your cheap shipping up here in Canada. We have Canada Post, yeah. So it's run by the government. So it's twenty bucks, twenty five bucks to mail anything anywhere with a tracking number. And then you want to mail it in the states, it's like five bucks. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Because yeah. you know how good the government is at running anything, right? It just just compounds and magnifies the expenses and the waste, and it's just unbelievable. So, yeah. yeah, we can. I can mail stuff to Dusty cheaper than I can mail stuff to Toronto. Really. Yeah, fun facts. Okay, well, thanks, everybody. Remember, it's just bodybuilding. And we're almost not live.